quick question for you. If I told you that your responsibility right now is to fix the world and the state that it's in right now, your responsibility is to change the world, impact it, and make it better, um, and you had to choose one superpower, what what power would you pick? You only have five seconds. Choose now. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I believe that it's actually uh, a lot more simple than, than we realize. And uh, to make these impacts, it starts with uh, one person at a time. Um, you might be asking yourself, what the hell is he talking about? Why don't you follow me inside and find out? I, I'll see you there. And welcome back, everyone. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Through Faith Colored Lenses or TFCL. Wait, Through Faith Colored Lenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TFCL. I got it. Um, we're back, guys. Uh, it's been a long couple of weeks since the last episode. Um, real quick, before I go any further, I want to thank you guys for listening. Listen, I told myself that that episode was not going to do anything, and I told myself that I'm okay with that, and the truth is I am. Um, that episode uh, had a lot more listens than I was expecting, um, specifically because I didn't like post about it, you know, because um, I don't want to get into the the mode of like, well, I got to make this more popular than it is, and I got to reach out and I got to hashtag everything. Like, I don't really want to do that. I don't have the time for it. And um, you know, when things start to grow organically, then I will start to follow that trend. But right now, I'm just, you know, I'm just praying that whoever hears this, that this was for them, and uh, you know, I, I will then start trying to build off of that. But I just wanted to get myself back in the right frame of mind, and you know. Um, not lose sight of why I started this. You know, I don't want to seek funds. I don't want to seek sponsorships. Don't get me wrong. I would kill for opportunities to have those things. Um, but I, I think that all within the right time, you know, anyways, let's get into it. Uh, so the question I asked you guys, um, was <laughs> my dog is staring at me. So judgmentally right now, I wish you could see it. <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, what superpower do you think you would need to impact the world? So I asked that this way because of where we're at as a nation, especially now, guys, it's um, it's November 4th. It is the day after election night day, I guess. And, um, you know, everyone is on pins and needles right now, like they are going absolutely crazy. And, um, you know, there there's just so much tension and chaos. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to share with you a really funny story. It doesn't have anything to do with the episode. Um, it just it was really funny. So today, everybody knows like if you're if you're a working person, um, even if you're not in the U.S., uh, one cardinal rule that I think everybody knows is that you don't talk about religion and politics at work unless you work in a place that has to do with religion or politics. Right. And so um even then it gets it gets a little tricky right like i can work for a christian organization and still be you know have like a split like that's that's what the state of the world is anyways um so i was at work and this this older lady just started there and uh, then there's another um kind of middle-aged uh lady um younger than the the first lady i mentioned and so um i'm in the i'm in the break room that's where uh, my client was doing some cleaning and i was just keeping an eye on him for a minute um 
So this lady walks in with her client. She's a job coach. And, uh, you know, she, we start striking up. I've seen her before, you know, and we would talk. Um, but it would be, you know, like on a high buy, how are you? You know, that sort of thing. I just, I got this vibe that she just really wasn't comfortable with me as a person. But, uh, but like she was fighting it, you know, like she, she didn't want to feel that way. So this is the vibe that I was getting from her. I got a vibe of like discomfort, but like she was trying to push herself past it. So, um, Anyways, we're in the room together, uh, her client, my client, me and her. Um, that's way too much detail. You guys already know that. So, um, but you know, we start talking, we start rolling on. She's telling me about stuff at her house. She got pigeons and stuff, blah, 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 whatever. I'm not really listening because um, my mind is like always on other things. But she was like, it was just such a weird transition. She was talking about uh, her plans to like clean her porch off because like birds were you know like pooping on it and stuff and you you ever talk to one of those people that like their their thoughts their their rhythm of thought doesn't really flow any sort of like it doesn't follow any sort of like logic or or, or line or, or any clear understandable paths you know so she would talk about one thing and you know she was like well it's too cold to do this and so i'll talk about the weather and how like well it's gonna get warmer and then she would just jump to something completely like her her thoughts aren't going linearly like in a straight line they're going like up and down and zigzagging and all over so um that's how this conversation was going uh i would say something and then she would would just start a completely new thought and then I would respond to that she would start a completely new thought like just really weird and so I'd said something and then she had a really long pause and was like so are you voting for Trump or Biden and I was like no 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 <laughs> I'm like you're not gonna trap me racist lady um because that's the first vibe I got it was like this is a trap because she stared me dead in my eyes for like the first time and uh so I was like yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just a really crazy time, you know, and I, you know, I use that, like that pause, I ride that pause and, um, you know, kind of just slowly bridge into something else, uh, still related to politics, but just slowly onto something else. Um, it was like, man, it's crazy. Like, aren't we just waiting for one more state? And, you know, and then, you know, just kind of going to something else. And, um, you know, I just Jedi mind tricked her into doing something else. That's, you know, if there's the dominant person in the conversation, generally they can control how the flow goes. And I did that to a T human psychology. I love it. Anyways, I digress. So we start talking. She starts telling me about how, you know, she wants certain things to change, but she's not telling me who she voted for. Like I didn't already know. <laughs> so, um, I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's just the times we're in and things need to get better. And, you know, I don't think that one person is just going to make that happen, though. We might get closer to a destination. Uh, no one person is going to make that happen, understandably. Right. Like they're that's not their interest. They are already at the top and um, they, you know, they don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to risk their livelihoods to. um to to really make the change that they lie and say that they're going to do right every president's done it they lie they say that they're going to do these grand huge amazing things and some they do a lot they don't whatever it is what it is it's politics right and so um now back up just a little bit i have to explain that um she was talking about something uh, i don't remember what it was but uh she had done something that like it, it was like a gender thing it was like you know a male versus female like she had finally done something that men generally have to do and 
Um, and she was telling, I don't know if she was even talking to me at this point, but she was like, yeah, so I finally got it. And I was like, yeah, it's funny. I was like, equality is really the best teacher. <laughs> and I just said that and kept going. Uh, I wasn't being a smart ass or anything. I kind of was, but, um, not sarcastically, just like I was being matter of fact, like, yeah, it's equality sometimes tells people what they need to know. And, um, what I was talking about was, uh, like black versus white. Cause she was also talking about some other like race things and, um, and so I was like, equality is the best teacher to show her that like, yeah, that you being treated the way that we have will definitely show you where we're coming from. Right. That's why I made that comment. But I didn't go into that because I didn't really need to. Um, so now cue the other lady. That lady walks in. She asks her client with her. They're sitting at the table. And so um, con their conversation goes the exact same way where they're talking, uh, you know, this lady would say something and then the older lady would, you know, start a new sentence. The other lady would reply. The other lady, the older one would start a new sentence, blah, 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 blah. So one on like that, same exact thing, pause. And then, so who you got winning Joe Biden or Trump? And, and so, you know, that lady did the same exact thing and things got tense. I saw the older lady put both hands on the table, which is a universal sign for I am ready to do this. Right. <laughs> like she was preparing herself, mind, body and spirit to tear this lady apart if she was willing. And so I start seeing this happen. Right. And I was like, I got two choices, really three, but two choices I don't really care to do. I can either get up and leave or I can stay and try to like dissolve whatever it is that's about to happen. Um, I chose the former, right? So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this, you know? And so I got up and walked away because the other, the younger lady, she can also be, I, I like I saw that she, uh, she has the potential to be, um, you know, like a, a hothead and I've never seen it really, but I've seen like traces of it. Like I've seen it start to form but it never actually got unleashed and so i was like yeah this lady's about to unleash the dragon on her um anyways so that started going and it's just back and forth no one's listening to the other person they're just talking and um actually i said that this doesn't have anything to do with the story now i realize it does and <laughs> that's so funny anyways um so you know they're going and they're going and you know well if they did this and blah 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 and well, I don't think that's right. And well, if he did this and, you know, and he's not going to change and these, well, he's probably going, you know, just all these claims and stuff. And, and I realized something, man, like something really, uh, pivotal hit me. And I was like, one, you guys aren't really hearing what the other person's saying. It, not that that was the point of the conversation anyways, right? Like, that's not what she was wanting to do. Um, they literally had a space at the table, um, which is, you know, kind of a metaphor for like, you have a space at the table to share thoughts and feelings and be heard and, uh, you know, have a safe space. And from that, the goal is, you know, growth, right? That did not happen. Um, fast forward to the end, they're both laughing and walking away. So like no harm, no foul, but like I dipped, I'm like, I'm not about to be a part of this crazy older lady. Um, and never mind. I was about to say something really mean. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so yeah, I just went back up to the, you know, the front and like kind of let that die down and then came back and, uh, you know, just said what I had to say about it and then, um, let that be that. And so, um, but here's what I got to thinking. I'm like, man, one thing, especially today, right? Especially today, one thing that's lacking from people ever since this black lives matter, like this round of black lives matter stuff happened, um, with the killing of George Floyd and actually probably earlier, um, one thing that's been real prevalent uh, or, or lacking is the skill of listening, right? 
if I could pick any superpower to change the world right now to make the biggest impact, it would be the ability to force people to listen to other people. Um, some might call that psychic. I don't know, whatever. It's That was too simple, so I had to explain it this way. <laughs> and so, whatever, screw you, it's my story. Um, so, uh, we... So I told you guys in another episode, uh, it might have actually been on the other podcast, the Challenge the Culture one, but um, actually I'm fairly sure it was. We I discussed uh, the conversations that I was beginning to have with people, and I even made a video, like a tearful video of me just realizing, like, man, my life really doesn't matter to people, and my emotions about things don't matter. Like, it's not just my life. It's the way that I feel about things, my world perspective, my point of view, my experiences, my beliefs, um, my my upbringing. Everything that makes me me does not matter to the large majority of the world. And that realization uh, hit me all at once. Um, and I said it's because like it hit me so hard because um, I spent a lot of time really not facing the day to day ugly that, you know, a lot of people see. Um, but so I still saw it. I still was the victim of a lot of racism and a lot of mistreatment and all that good stuff. Um, but it was just few and far between enough to where I can lie to myself and say, well, that's not really happening. Um, so here's the thing. Um, I realize now that what needs to happen, because those conversations that I had with people um, were very a lot of people wanted to play devil's advocate. A lot of people wanted to just say, well, what if this, you know, what if that, like they wanted to be the person that wanted to be heard, even though their opinion was not new. Right. And so being heard is important. Spewing rhetoric is, is not, and that's just, you know, I'm being blunt, but it, you know, it's not, if you have an opinion that every other, you know, and I'm only saying this for an example, not bashing anybody, I promise you. But if your opinion is the same as any other Trump supporter's opinion or Biden supporter or, you know, whoever, um, if you're repeating something that you've heard and you you then can't cry, well, I need to be heard. No, no, no. We, we heard you. Right. You're the you're the majority. The minority are the people that aren't being heard. Right. That's why we're the minorities. <laughs> and so um, being put into practice the skill of listening would definitely change things. So here's what's happening. And here's why I'm talking about this right now also. So I'm going to backtrack again. COVID wrecked so many lives and so many worlds, literally lives, but um, it changed people's ways of life. And um, people are, you know, trying to recreate or, you know, live in their new normal uh, that this world is causing. Um, a lot of people are going out, they're getting sick, they're coming back, the world is shutting down, they have to quarantine. Cities are opening and closing almost daily. Um, you know, we're, we're running out of certain things, relationships are stopping. Here's what I'm noticing, though, that is the greatest evil that COVID has caused. And it is the shrinking of people's ability to relate or or, or I guess, be a part of humanity, really. Um, consider this. Ask yourself, when's the last time you spoke to a stranger? Now, you you might just not be in the practice of speaking to strangers regardless. But if you've been outside, uh, you know, went shopping or, you know, whatever it was, and you, you know, came across someone like a stranger and ask yourself, how many times has that happened where you've crossed paths with someone and they not only didn't say anything to you, but they would look down or look away, you know, or find some way to hide their face, right? 
Um, I might just be talking to myself on this, but I'm fairly sure I'm not. Um, I, you know, going grocery shopping and, or, you know, walking down the street when I'm walking my dog or, you know, just driving. I don't know, whatever it is, like, whenever I see a stranger, I always make it a habit to say, how are you doing? You know, how are you? What's up? Like, what's going on? Something like that, you know, howdy. Like, you know, I just, I relate to people and that, that's kind of my skill. And um, so I've been doing that. And every single time, um, there might be there might be one or two uh, examples where I can say that this didn't happen, but more often than not, people would almost always, you know, uh, look away or, you know, just not say anything, just stare at me and not acknowledge that I just said, hi, how are you? You know, um, or I'd say, hey, how's it going? You know, and I would slow down to wait for an answer and they would just be like, hey, <laughs> and keep going. Um you know, people aren't holding the doors open for people anymore. Like it's just, it, it's robbing us of our humanity. That's what's happening right now. We're being robbed of our humanity. So when you introduce tension, like we have now where, you know, our livelihoods are being, um, staked on, you know, who we elect in the office, um, that's introducing this level of tension that I, I don't know. So I don't know if we've seen this in our in our, you know, world yet. I you know, we've had unspeakable evils happen, but in terms of just being, you know, robbed of our humanity, I feel like this is actually pulling people more apart than tragedies generally are popular for, which is pushing people together. So, um I'm wondering what would it take to fix that, right? So I told you guys earlier that I had some friends. I've had some conversations with other people that maybe aren't friends, but friends of other people. And, um, you know, we would always, we would discuss, right? Like I'm down to have a conversation. I'm down to be civil. And even though I don't feel like this is like certain things that I discuss with people, I don't think as a matter of perspective, I don't think it's a matter of opinion, right? So my life matters. We're being mistreated out there. Um, like people are not favored, um, or are viewed as equal as other people. That's I'm just, I'm seeing that um, over and over and over again. A lot of people would tell me, "Oh, well, you're just believing the lie," and you know that's just you know. Well, I'm like, there is no lie. I'm not being told by the media that my life doesn't matter. I'm being shown that my life doesn't matter. You want to know how I know that? It's because it's my freaking life, right? Like I don't need the media to tell me how I'm being treated. I can see how I'm being treated, you know? And so that's like, and I, I kid you not, hand to God, those are the manner of conversations that I've been having with people, right? And um, so I, I get to this place where this this person asked me, well, what do you think it's gonna take to fix all this? I was like, it's, it's gonna take that superpower, right? The ability to listen, right? That is what heals wounds. That's what bridges gaps. That's what started um, peace treaties and all these different things like when we see worlds colliding and then being healed again the catalyst of that or the 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 thing that spearheaded it or the tool was listening right someone had uh an idea and it had to be heard it had to be received and what had to stop was the animosity the segregation the uh the lack of inclusion like all those things had to break and, and listening had to be introduced. And so when I think about that, and let's talk about it practically, right? Like, what does that look like right now? Um, I'm not saying that you need to go out and find someone that is voting for someone different than you or has different ideals or different belief sets or, you know, experiences or whatever it is. Like, I'm not telling you to purposely go find those people, have a debate and then be like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like listen to them. But um, 
we we need to understand a lot more than we speak and and this is why especially for white people and i'm not pulling any punches i'm not trying to offend anyone but this is what i've been experiencing white people love to be heard right but they have never in history ever had their voices silenced so at this time when there are people who are and not just white people but when there are people who are a part of that opinion where you know they politicize everything well they politicize covid they politicize black lives matter um you know which is an emotional movement um and not the organization but just you know people getting out into the streets sacrificing their bodies and their lives you know being pepper sprayed and um you know being shot with uh <clears throat> rubber bullets and and all these different things like that movement that is an emotional movement that is led by uh being tired and angry and all these different things are being mistreated right and so um but people would like to politicize that i've had those types of conversations where they're trying to convince me that you know this isn't what you think it is like no no no, it's not what you know so anyways i digress so what i'm trying to get at is that because you have so let me say it this way if you have never historically had your voice silenced um maybe now is the time for you to hear people out um i don't know where i don't know where this will lead us you know i don't know how this will affect the presidency um i bet it would be very different though if they did choose to listen so here's how this will look i guess from a, a government level um going top down um they so that and i'm not going to try to get into the whole history because i don't quite know it but just to um generalize the government was supposed to be this institution which served its constituents right that's us right we elect these people we put them in the office from state to uh, local you know to federal um we put these people in the positions that they're in so that they can make the world around us, our communities, our neighborhoods, you know, stores, taxes, everything, everything that makes the world the world. We put them in those places so that they can make the world a better place. What happened is they found greed, right? Because the human heart is the most wicked thing that exists in the world today. It's the human heart. Um, and it's very deceitfully wicked and it's very deceptive and, um, so with that, uh, you know, now they're looking out for their own self-interests and we are, you know, any good that happens is a byproduct of, you know, something that they chose to do to make their own worlds better, right? There are good people up there, but they're few and far between. So um, if they would take time to hear people out, right? So let me give you an example before I finish that statement. Um, People say, well, if you don't like it, well, then vote, vote them out, right? Like, if you don't like that law, then go vote. You know, if you don't like this, then go vote. If you don't like that, call your local office and, um, you know, talk to your, your mayor or whatever and have them, like, turn around, just make a complaint, you know, and, and people say that. And these are the people that are not disenfranchised. These are the people that have not went without. These are people who have never experienced. The, not, let me not say never. But anyways, we're not going to go down that rabbit trail, Brian. You're better than this. So, um, <laughs> uh one take so you know they say these things but they, they they don't realize that that's not like these people weren't put in place to listen right that's not what they're there to do they're there to act 
um, secure their bag and, you know, and then peace out. Right. Or they stay in. If you're a federal court judge, then you stay in there until you die. <laughs> and um, pretty, pretty literally. Um, and so I'm just thinking, like, if, if we had the ability to force people to listen I think that was that would be the first change that you see, right? You'd see it from a government level to the top, from the top down, um, where you would see all these people who have called in, all these people who have wrote letters to their, you know, their local offices, and all these people who have voted, you know, and um, we wouldn't see that voter suppression. We would see a celebration of of voting. We'd see a celebration of our different voices, right? Um, now let's get off of the government for actually forever because I really don't like talking about it but let's go to something more personal um, I'm a strong advocate for my women out there I love 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 um, just supporting uh, people who who aren't heard because I like I know what that's like um, but I've been I've been on this growth journey where I'm realizing that we as men do not value women and it's disgusting right there are men out there that i wish were no longer alive because of the evils that they have introduced uh in into people's worlds and um they're stealing people of their innocence they're stealing people of their joy of their resources of their family connections of everything for selfish ambitions um selfish reasons sorry i don't know why i said ambition um and it's disgusting and so um I think what would need to change, right? We have this, this uh, the feminist movement, right? So there are feminists out there. There's another disgusting group called the third wave feminists, which is something completely different. But um, you know, there's these these women that are you know in the streets and social media and you know churches, whatever communities, and they're crying out for equality. They're crying out to be heard. They're crying out to be protected. They're crying out to be valued. Um, they're crying out to be uh, just heard, right? I don't want to have to leave my house and look over my shoulder every time, you know, I'm alone, right? I don't want to have to second guess everything that I'm wearing. I don't want to have to worry that if I speak up, um, you know, I'll, I'll be retaliated against, you know, if I, if I blow the whistle on this person or if I tell them what happened, um, that, you know, I don't want to be mistreated. I don't want to lose my family connections. I don't want to be made out to be a liar. You know, I don't want to, you know, be pushed into this place of silence because that's historically what happens, you know? And so I'm not going to go into detail on what I mean, but if you know, you know. Um, and so like the, women are greatly mistreated in the world today. And it's so, it's, it's saddening to almost, an, uh, to a level of disbelief where like, I almost can't believe it, you know? Um, but here we are where a woman will go and, you know, make a, a rape case against someone they make a claim and police will say well you know how long ago did it happen right this first question they ask you how long ago was this why does that matter bro <laughs> like i'm telling you that something happened you know why i didn't come forward right historically women aren't they they were never given this space to come forward back when it was like just first starting i guess when it was more prevalent um was in an age where the people who would tell that they would tell were mostly the people that were doing it too, right? So, or the people that they were telling on were men that had a lot of status and had a lot of power. So these women were screwed either way. I can't go to this person because he's also a rapist. I can't, can't go to this person because they won't believe me and I'll be excommunicated. Like they were put into this box. They were learned that their voice has no power. And now here we are later 
and women that speak up are being called bitches and and just you know all these different things and it's like no she's being confident like women weren't taught to find their confidence in their voice right like men were and uh it's it's just so disgusting and so i'm like man what would happen if men had to listen more than they had opinions right i can't tell you how many like blogs or posts on social media sites i've come across where a woman would make a post about her experiences with rape and there would be men that would disagree with that you literally disagreeing with experiences disagreeing with what it would take for them to be say well if you would just do this then maybe this wouldn't happen bro this is not your time to speak right um when a black person says that they're tired of xyz happening to them and you know they wish things were different and this is what they believe it would take to be different uh even if you disagree it is not your place to speak you're not black. You don't get it. And there's a lot of people that get angry at that sentiment. I hate that I'm being told that I wasn't born to get it. No, you can understand, but it starts with you shutting the hell up first. Right? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but I can clearly tell you that, no, you weren't born to get it if you weren't born in my skin. Right? If you weren't born in the skin of a black person that is currently being disenfranchised, no, you weren't born to understand. That doesn't mean that you can't understand but if you're trying to counter back with logic versus just shutting your mouth and listening and, and asking questions and understanding what we are, uh, are trying to communicate, you're not going to get it. You're not going to convince anybody that you care. Right. I've been told by so many people, hey, man, I'm not a bad person. I care. And, no, you don't. Because at no point did you ever ask me, what do you mean by that? You know what I mean? Um, when's the last time you've had a disagreement with someone and you silenced your pride and you said, you know what, what do you mean? What are you trying to communicate to me? What am I missing? Um, think about this, right? So let's 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 go down that rabbit trail real quick. I'm about to end this, guys, I promise. But in an argument, here's a challenge for you. Here's a really personal challenge, and I really hope you follow up with it. But um, first, ask yourself, when's the last time you've been in an argument with a loved one or a friend or whoever, and you you gave up your 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 position right you gave up your opinion you or you gave up your point you gave up the your didn't your need or your desire to prove your point to get your message across and you simply just sought to listen to the other person if you've done that more than five times in your life i will give you a hundred dollars dm me and i will cash up you if you can tell me honestly that you have done that hand to god as god is your witness you can tell me that more than five times or at least five times in your lifetime that you have shut yourself up to ask somebody else what they're trying to convey to you when when tensions were high right not when you were just having a some you know um inconspicuous not important argument uh, conversation but an argument right like you were feeling like hot under the collar like you're getting red you're getting hot you're you're getting shifty your voice is going up like you're shifting uncomfortably um that sort of an argument if you've done that Please cash at me or uh, sorry, DM me, um, send me a message, whatever. You know how to contact me at this point. Um, let me know. Let me know. And I got you. But if you haven't done that, then here, this is your challenge. The next time you do it, ask someone like, you know what? I'm, I'm My point isn't important because at this point, even if you heard me, right? Like once I get my point across, it's not going to do anything, right? Like I'm going to anyway, I, I, we're not going to, again, no rabbit trailing. So your challenge is the next time that you find yourself in that situation where you're in an argument, um, concede, 
I don't need to I don't need to argue this point. I don't need to belabor this point anymore. I don't need to beat this point upside the head anymore. Like it is what it is. I said what I think and now we can either go our separate ways or I can ask you what you're feeling because what's going to happen is one of two things. They're either going to continue getting angry and you know blah 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 and start yelling, which at that point then you cut it short. You're clearly not interested in a peaceful resolution or they will open up to you and explain a little bit more calm at this point because they see that you're willing to listen what they're trying to say. Um, and that will bridge that gap, that will heal some wounds, that will earn you trust, especially if you have a girlfriend, fellas, fiance, whatever your situation is. If you do that to your woman, um, women, if you do that for your man, oh my God, how how much more loyal they will be for you. And I'm not saying that like you need to do that in order for them to be loyal, but it definitely does. It... It helps. I should digress. I don't know if that was the right thing to say about that, but you get the point that I'm trying to make. Um, listening is a powerful, powerfully underrated tool. Um, lastly, our children. Um, I was thinking about this a while ago, and um, man, children are not heard really at all. You know, and I was thinking about why I am the way I am a while ago. So this is more for parents, um, you know, and this is, I might be losing some of you at this point and that's okay. Um, cause I said what I need to say. So this is mostly for that one person lingering that might be a parent. Um, I implore you, if you have a child, um, we need to, we need to really allow our children to, to speak and express themselves. I was very much a part of a, a culture and family, um, where the minute I made them angry, I had to not speak anymore. You know, um, if I was getting frustrated at something that I was experiencing, um, I couldn't express myself. You know, I was I was being pushed into silence, especially as a black man. Um, I was always pushed into a place of um, you better not feel anything by friends, some consciously by family members, um, consciously by some other family members. <laughs> and so the world around me, um, teachers, you know, law. Uh, as a black man, I can't get angry. Like, God forbid somebody does something that they know is going to make me angry and I actually get angry because if, if it's me and a white guy, and this is something that happened in school before, right? So just a quick example. Um, I was in the hallway uh, of my elementary school. This was back in, um, I think I was in uh, Canton, Michigan at the time. And uh, so I was probably 13, 12 or 13. And it was just me. And there was this like gang of white kids that were always picking on me. Um, if, if some of them were by themselves, we were like more cordial and we had some good days. But when they were together, it was just, I'm the enemy. I wasn't the only one, but uh, I was the only one that was like almost always by himself because I didn't really have a, a big selection of friends and and the ones that I did like they didn't really ride for me like that um, which is another problem with our culture but that's a different story um, so you know they were saying something uh, uh, what was it uh, we were going to I think a gym class or something but they're just talking about something that happened it was the guy was always 13 this was um, what is that it was like 18 years ago um, was it I don't do math anyways um, I'm, you don't need to know my age. So we were talking, uh, you know, one kid starts talking about, oh, we, we just got out of gym. And so, you know, they're arguing because I was better than them at something. I think it was basketball most obviously. And so, you know, they're talking, I'd beat you if it was hockey. I'm like, yeah, dude, what, I don't play hockey. And so, you know, they start going off and, you know, they, they start feeding off of one another. And so one kid turns around. And um, so now basically it's just me. And there's a, like some other kids and there might've even been some of my friends somewhere around me, but they weren't like behind me right like they didn't have my back um and so uh 
the the boys, the the, the squad, you know, they form like a semicircle. Um, something that I saw a lot of actually in my days. Um, and you know, they're all yelling and they're talking. And so one kid boldly comes out and he pushes me and he's the smaller kid. And so I'm like, Oh, you're the, okay. So, you know, I took that push, you know, on my shoulder, I looked at him, I smiled and, and I pushed him back. He went into the, you know, the, um, his, his crew. And, um, sadly I was just close enough to the, I think the, the front office window where they might've just seen, you know, like a, something stirring. So they came out, they saw me, they saw these boys and we both, uh, had to go into the office. Um, but I got in trouble. Why you might ask, well, you know, the answer to that. Right. And so, um, yeah. And you know, so I'm sitting there, I'm trying to explain what happened. Um, but because I was angry and that kid was angry, my anger looked way worse. I was never allowed to be angry. I couldn't feel that emotion. You know, I couldn't express that emotion. So that emotion got silenced and got turned into other things, but because I didn't know how to properly express and identify emotions because of the world seemingly trying to stop it, I was stunted emotionally. That's how most black men are. We're stunted emotionally because we're not given that safe space to feel. Um, people don't want to listen to us. People don't want to hear us out, right? Like that takes time. That takes energy. That takes um, not being racist. <laughs> and a lot of people were and are, you know, and so, um, or it's just really hard for people to step outside of themselves, right? Like everyone exists, and this is the last point, everyone exists in their own world, right? Especially with COVID. I mentioned it earlier that it's robbed us of our humanity. Um, and so like we've been that way since way before COVID, way, 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 way before. But now it's just making it, we have something that's making it so much worse. And so, uh, you know, here we are in this world where we're not able to speak to each other. We're not able to listen to each other. We're not able to um, hear each other's hearts. And I say that to my fiance a lot. I'm like, if you would just hear my heart, you know, and, uh, you know, it took years, but now she's starting to come around to where she's like, okay, what are you trying to say? What do you feel? You know? And, and it, but like it, we have to make people do that. You know, you have to make people respect you at times. And, and, you know, and I'm not talking about violence or being physical or anything like that. I'm not even talking about yelling. It's just, you got to tell people that a lot of people don't know that that's what they need, but you got to be heard. You have to be listened to. That's important. You have to feel like you're valued and listening to people is a way to value them. Um, we exist in our worlds where, you know, I'm I'm now selfish. I'm fully operating as a selfish individual because that's what, you know, the state of the world has pushed me into, which is a state of selfishness where I got to do what I got to do to survive. Consider this. When all this COVID business first happened, every single store sold out of so much stuff, everything. And, and I'm not going to say by who, but <laughs> Brian, you're better. Um. But, you know, things are starting to sell out. People aren't saying, well, let me go and, you know, I'm going to take one because I really only need one for my family. They let fear rule them. They didn't consider whatever anybody else was going through. Um, and so we we exist to serve ourselves. Right. Um, but I think the opposite needs to happen for our, our world to be better. You know, we need to be thinking about how we can impact other people's lives. And I think it just starts by listening to people. Um, and I'll end it with this story. And I've told this story before. So if you've heard it, um, it's about me going downtown in Fairbanks, Alaska to, you know, rub shoulders with some homeless people. So if you remember this story, you are now free to leave, but don't leave. Um, went downtown with a homie of mine. Um, we don't talk anymore. But uh, we, uh, you know, I was downtown and um, uh, the, downtown Fairbanks is 
is highly, highly, highly addicted, very highly homeless. Um, you know, the, the people, there's a lot of mental health issues as well. So you see a lot of dual diagnosis with, uh, with the homeless population in downtown Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, but I went down there because I just, I was like, man, I'm tired of living in this town. I'm tired of complaining about why I don't like it. And that was one of the biggest reasons was because of that population. And they were so unattended to and the world seemingly just forgot about them. And so, sorry, my TV was turning off. And so, um, you know, I decided to go down there, you know, me and this, uh, this friend of mine, we made some bags, we put food and, and water and tooth uh, or socks and, um, blankets and just other things to keep them warm. Cause it got, uh, hostily cold down there. And so, um, but one guy was gone out of his mind, nose was runny, short shoes were, uh, like leaning, uh, you know, it looked like he, uh, like he was stepping on the sides of them. Um, so he must've had like feet issues. Um, he looked like he was high. He looked like he was drunk. He looked like he was mentally handicapped and, um, just so many things wrong with this guy. But the one thing that broke through all of that was the act of love. And he said this, he said, why would anybody come down here for us? Or I think he actually said me, um, he might've made it personal, but, um, I was like, you know what, brother? I was like, cause I believe that that's what God or uh, Jesus would do. Um, fairly simple. I was like, Jesus hasn't forgotten about you. So neither will I, you know? Um, and I was like, it's as simple as that. This dude followed us around for the rest of the time until we, you know, I, I finally had to break out because we were getting uncomfortable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, um, I, I, I never will forget that guy. I will never forget it. And, and all of the, the issues that, you know, were causing him that affliction, he asked a simple question, just very humbly, like, why would anybody do this for me? You know? And I was like, brother, because Jesus still cares, you know? Um, I was willing to, to listen, you know, to a need that they weren't even speaking of and, and they just wanted to feel seen, you know? And, um, so I leave you with that guys, uh, consider, consider this, consider what, what you can do to make somebody's world, to, to, to impact somebody's life just a little bit, you know, um, through that superpower of listening because everybody has it. We all have it. Um, and it's one of those powers where, uh, it's not awakened until somebody shows it to you, you know, generally with superpowers, you know, you have it at birth and, you know, some people find it instantly. Other people, you know, theirs is kind of squashed a little bit because they're, you know, just whatever going through life and they don't realize it, that it's there, um, until it has to come out, um, to protect them. And so the superpower is no different. Um, now I'm comparing reality to like cartoons, but you, you get the idea, um, that, uh, the superpower has been with you the entire time and now you're aware of it. You know how to use it. Go use it, you know, make somebody's life better. Uh, with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been 41 minutes of what I consider to be the most important advice I can give you um, for this time that we're living in. Um, I pray that you guys are refreshed by being heard. Um, if you don't have that ability, find someone, um, small groups, church groups, uh, if you go to school, there are communities, um, you know, if you don't go to school, there are still communities, you know, rec centers, uh, I don't know, go to social media and, you know, find hashtags of, of togetherness or something, something there's, there, there is an option for you. Um, and at the very least I'm one of them. Um, so if you don't feel like you've been heard, you can express yourself, hit your boy up. Um, my, uh, Instagram is through faith colored lenses. I think there's, uh, uh, what is it? Underscores through underscore faith, underscore colored, underscore lenses. Um, 
you can comment on here. You can comment on whatever app you're listening on this to this podcast on. Uh, if it has it, some don't, which is weird, but you know, that's how it is. Um, find someone, connect with someone and, and listen to someone and change their lives. Guys, thank you so much. I wish you all the best. We're going to make it through this election. I promise. Just find some time to do what makes you happy if it's not illegal and it's not unhealthy. I love you guys. Until next time. Peace.